name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is Sexagesima Sunday, the second of our three weeks of preparation to enter into Great and Holy Lent. Sexagesima, of course, meaning that we are roughly 60 days now from celebrating the resurrection of Christ at Pascha. And on this Sunday, we are given in the Gospel of St. Luke the parable of the sower, one that's fairly familiar to all of us. Of course, we have it every year on this day. But before we get into the parable, once again, I just want to refresh your memory of why our Lord told parables. Okay? When he told a parable, he told a parable that was something that every listener could relate to. They could understand it. It was something of their own life. For example, in the parable of the sower, it's an agricultural illustration, an agricultural story, a story of farming, planting seeds and seeing crops grow. They knew this. They knew this. So they could relate to it. But in the telling of the story, our Lord's desire is by the presentation of that truth that he draws the heart of men to press beyond their humanity, beyond the physical understanding, and to be drawn to him to wrestle in their lives, to receive the truth of the words of life that he was presenting to them in those moments. He does that with this parable, the parable of the sower. As you hear the parable of the sower, as the listeners would then, Listen to understand the story. Look to see yourself in the story. But more than that, look to where you need to be drawn to come closer to Christ for your life and salvation within the story. Now, when Jesus told the parable of the sower, he told the parable, but he did not explain it to the people. The disciples pulled him aside and said, Lord, what did that mean? And Jesus explains it to them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you the parable that Jesus gave along with his explanation the whole way so that we get it in its entirety. Look for yourselves. So Jesus says that there was a sower who scatters seed. And Jesus explains that the sower is himself. Who had come to scatter what seed? The seed of his words of life. The seed of every blessing of the kingdom of God that he would bestow upon man for each one's life and salvation. In other words, the grace of the Holy Spirit that he would spread throughout the world to rejoin man to God again. That's the seed that's being scattered. Christ is a sower. Everything he is and all the benefits of the kingdom of God and salvation is the seed. And he says that some of the seeds fell by the wayside. And when they fall by the wayside, they were trampled underfoot or the birds came and carried them away. And Jesus explained this saying that these are the ones that the word of life went out to, but their heart was too hard. And when the word of life bounced off of them, it fell on the wayside and Satan stole it away. You've seen seeds. If you ever tried to scatter seed on hard turf, it bounces all over the place. It doesn't set. This is what our Lord's talking about. And Satan steals it away because of the hardness of the heart of the one hearing. Then he says some seed would fall on rocky terrain. And he said that it would begin to grow, but because of lack of moisture, it would wither away. And our Lord explains this. He said, these are the ones who receive the offering of Christ. 
with joy. But because it goes uncultivated and unwatered, untended to, the roots do not go down deep. And so when the very uncomfortable trials of this life that everyone faces hit them, or when the temptations that this world presents hit them, the roots are not deep. It's like a great wind that blows away the brush with very little roots. And there's nothing but death at that point. Then he said, some seed falls among thorns which choke the life out of the seed that never grew. And our Lord said, these are those who received everything from Christ. But the distractions of this life, whether they are the worries of this life, our anxieties that we experience in this life, or even the pleasures of this life. Anything that tempts us, anything that distracts us from having our face, our lives set completely on Christ. The world shifts our focus away from Christ. And because of that, the worries, the cares, the pleasures of this life choke out the life that was given in that soul. Finally, he says, some seed, fed, some seed fell on good and fertile ground, and it produced a crop a hundredfold. He said, these are the ones that, see, that receive the seed with good soil in their hearts. They take that seed within them and they tend to it, keeping their face focused upon Him. Their lives lived from our Lord Jesus Christ. They cultivate the seed. They cultivate the soil of their own soul. And because of those two things, that seed blossoms and blossoms and produces a harvest a hundredfold of the very nature of God within that soul. This is the parable that our Lord Jesus Christ gave. And the people would hear it as such. And we can understand the farming example. We get it. If you don't plant a seed in good soil, and if you don't cultivate that seed, it's not going to grow. Nothing is going to come of that seed. But if you tend to it, it will blossom a hundredfold. You will have the crop, you will have the garden, you will have the precious flowers that you have planted because you've tended to it and cared for the soul. When we look at this, what is the question for us? What is it that the Lord is putting before us as we are preparing ourselves to enter into Lent? I would say that it's far less, even though it's important we understand the dangers of the different kinds of ground within our own soil that chokes out the life of the seed of the Holy Spirit within us. It certainly is important to see that, but I think that there's something more important that it will tend to. It'll take care of all those problematic ground situations. See, when I see and hear this parable and how Jesus explains it, it presses me to want to set my thinking on one thing alone. Lord, help me cultivate the soil in my soul. Lord, show me how to tend right here to the soil of my very soul. So that the seed of God that you have planted within will take deep and firm roots. That from the inside out by that seed I'll be transformed much more into your likeness. And grow to produce the crop. The crop of what? The crop of your nature, your likeness, your virtues growing within me. My friends, if we as the church and of each one of us living stones will tend to the soil of our souls. 
If we will cultivate that soil and care for the seed, we will not have to worry about having a hard heart. We won't have to worry about the trials of this life. We'll have peace right in the midst of them. We won't have to worry about things that choke out the life within us by the distractions, the anxieties of this world, all the things that we tend to be distracted of, whether, again, whether it's pleasures or worries of this life that turn our face from Christ, why will we not worry about that? Our face is set on Him. Our lives are set on Him. We live our life cultivating the soil of our soul and nourishing the seed that God has planted therein at our baptism. If we will tend to that, we have no worries about the other. Do you get me? Do you, do you hear that? What's the focus then? Cultivation, taking care of, fanning into flame, as the scriptures call it, the gift of God that has been given to us. Let's think about this for a second as far as how it pertains particularly to Lent. In today's farming, and it's the same as when Jesus was giving this parable, even when the farmers were doing this back then. If a farmer had purchased or received new territory that he wanted to develop a crop and see it come full for the harvest, he has a lot of work to do before he even plants a seed, doesn't he? Think about it. What might a farmer have to do to ready the soil to receive the seed? Well, the first thing is this. If there are any structures already built upon the land that he had purchased, they have to come down, don't they? They have to be torn down and the debris taken away. Now the land is flat. The next thing that happens is they come in and they till the soil. You know what tilling the soil is? You, if you've ever seen those big tillers with the blades, they go into the ground and they churn up what is underneath. They're breaking the hardness on the surface and they're bringing up the good soil from underneath. But they're not only bringing up the good soil from underneath, guess what else is being tilled up? Anything in that soil that the farmer needs to get rid of. When he's tilling up the soil, rocks can come up. Thorns and thistles can come up. Debris can come up. Weeds can come up. All of these different things that must be rid of the soil. They have to get it out of the soil. And when the farmer now sees it, he does what it takes to remove that completely from the soil. So now the soil is loose. But there's one more step he has to do. He has to begin to fertilize that soil healthily to make the soil not only loose so it can receive the seed, he has to make the soil healthy. So that when the seed is received, the seed can healthily germinate as God has designed. And when it germinates, it takes deep root and sprouts up strong and beautiful and becomes the harvest for which the seed was put in the soil in the first place to produce. We must look at Lent in this very same fashion. It is an opportunity to prepare the soil of our soul and to make it healthy. When we go through all the spiritual disciplines, when we go through all of the extra services, we up our prayer life. We pull back from all the distractions of this life. 
It's time to tear down the things that have been strongholds in our life with the help of Christ to level the ground. It's time with the help of the Holy Spirit to churn up and break up the ground that's not fertile, to make it healthy so that we can further receive all of the grace of God and grow in it. You get that? Now, how each one of you does that within the framework that the church has set for us during Lent is an individual process and a corporate process. All of you will strive towards Christ and He will reveal to you all of these things that need to be taken out of the soil. How to further fertilize them within your own hearts. And you work not only alone, but you work with your priest. We work together to seek Christ on how to make the soil of your soul healthy. And as in every year at this point, Perfectly associated with the parable that our Lord gave. I read to you the words of the prophet Hosea. From Hosea in chapter 10 where God speaks through Hosea with these words. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord. Till he comes and rains righteousness on you. The journey of Lent is the journey of Christianity. It is relationship. We sow, we work, we cooperate with God in Holy Lent. And we experience Him. So that we see clearly the things that He needs us to see within ourselves. We sow righteousness. What do we reap, it says? Mercy. We sow righteousness and reap mercy in that relationship. And we break up the fallow ground. That's that hard ground that must be tilled up. For it is time to seek the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son.